Welcome to Sporting Classics TV Podcast, powered by the Ram 1500, built to serve. It's time for another Sporting Classics TV Podcast. I'm here with Chris Dorsey. And Chris, this week we're talking about taxidermy. Taxidermy as an art form. One of your favorite subjects, yeah. No, I love uh, great taxidermy to me. really is a, an amazing art form. It's, it's like what engraving is to find guns. And, and I think taxidermy now, the, the age of looking at, you know, a, a roadkill critter with one eye looking one way and one eye looking the other way is over. You know, there are so many really good taxidermists out there now. And there's, you know, there's great molds, you know, that, that they can use to create amazing you know, very animated mounts where there's action and, and, uh, and I, yet I, I look at bird mounts and I go, you know, that's a very difficult critter. When you look at many birds, very tough to mount and do well. There's a guy out of Colorado, Birdman Taxidermy, he's done some great work for me, did a oscillated turkey for me, which was spectacular. And, and uh, you, you look at that and you just go, that would, you know, that would make a, an ocelot pounce. I mean, it's just, that bird is alive. It's just sitting there and you go, wow, I mean, it, it, did I just see it blink? I mean, it's just amazing how lifelike it can be. And, and so the big game, the, the cats, I think some of the tougher critters to do certainly are cats. I think you really got to have guys that know what they're doing when it comes to sure. cats because cats to me are so often just a little off. They're just not quite what a cat really looks like. Sometimes a little overstuffed, sometimes a little odd in their eye placement. And it's very tricky. I mean, it's not a, a criticism. It's, it's just to recognize how tough cats are to do well. And it's one of those things, even if you can't articulate exactly what's wrong with the mount, you kind of know as a hunter instantly, ooh, not quite there. You know, eh, mm, I don't know. Um, but, you know, there's so many good guys out there. And really, to me, it's just a matter of take whatever critter you have that you want to have mounted to somebody who really knows what they're doing with that critter, that has a lot of experience with that critter. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't have a heart procedure done by somebody who's never done a, a heart surgery before. So go to the guys that really focus on that specific deal. So guys that do cats really well, if you've got a mountain lion, a leopard or something like that, make sure you've seen plenty of their work and you're gonna know. I've, I've seen some horror stories. I've seen some mounts where you just scratch your head and go, you've got to be kidding. Um, and you don't want that. You don't want that when it's something as, as important as a, you know, as a mountain lion or a, or a leopard or a lion or whatever. So just, just do your due diligence like everything else and make sure these guys know what they're doing. But again, there's so many, you know, animal artistry out of Reno. Mike Jankowski in Denver at Artworks Taxidermy is really brilliant, does fantastic work. Um, so there's good guys around the country. Just, just look around and, and make sure you check references. You go to SCI convention and some of the some of the exhibits, I mean, they'll have a, a baobab tree with an entire scene in it being played out with these critters. Yeah, that's really one of my favorite things about going to the, the Safari Club convention is that the taxidermy is is just beyond, you know, traditional taxidermy. It's entire dioramas. And, Smithsonian. Yeah, I mean, the museums don't have this kind of quality. I mean, there's no museum I have ever seen that has the kind of mounts that I've, I've seen at the SCI convention. and. And just the, the story that they tell through predator-prey relationships and habitats and, and the intricacies of adding other animals into scenes. And, and it really does transport you directly to, to that habitat. And, and yeah, I mean, it, it's truly an art form, no doubt about it. 
I thought it was interesting when you took the mountain in Yala, which is just, you know, they don't bring many bulls back, that that taxidermist uh, out of Texas that was Woodbury, they, they had to, I believe, build a whole new mold for it, or a whole new form. Yeah, they had a mold that they created from sort of decent measurements from a bull that was taken some time ago, but but it probably wasn't quite the dimensions of, of the bull I had taken. And Jason Russos, the the outfitter, the guide in, in Ethiopia who's who takes the majority of of mountain yala taken in the world, um, said, look, you know, the, the chest on these animals is so much larger than the only mold in existence that they've got to beef it up. So they, we took a whole bunch of measurements of my bull in Ethiopia, and there's fewer than 20 taken in the world every year. That's it. They're very small. You can understand why there's not a lot of molds. Um, but we took all these intricate measurements of every every piece of the leg to the chest to the neck and and uh, so they could really accurately do that and that mount is spectacular i mean they really did a fantastic job people walk in down to the trophy room and they look at that that giant mountain in yala and they just you know th those who know what it is are like wow that that's the holy grail i mean that that's one of the few you know few animals you'll ever see um, you know in a trophy room is is a mountain in yala just because there's so few ever taken but you want to honor that animal by doing a really great job with the taxidermy, and Woodbury did a fantastic job with it. Do you have a piece of taxidermy that, that's at the top, or is that like asking you to pick you know, a favorite You know, Jankowski kid? did a, a, a bongo for me, which I, I thought was spectacular. I mean, he's done a lot of great things, but I mean, that bongo is just awesome. Yeah. And, and uh, it's one of those, it's such a special animal. For me, it was two trips to Cameroon, not exactly on the beaten path, to, to get the animal. And uh, so that's one of those where you're just, you know, praying and hoping that everything goes right. You know, the skin doesn't spoil and, you know, it, when it gets tanned, there's no slippage. And so all that worked out fine. And then Mike just did a fantastic job and it's a beautiful mount. And, and it's just such a stunning animal. I mean, if, if there's a more stunning animal in the, the hunting world, I don't, I don't know of it. Right. Your answer just sums it up because I know that mount well and it's gorgeous. When I see it, I'm looking at a gorgeous mount. Yeah. When you look at it, you're looking at a memory. Yeah. And look what it invokes out of the hunter. Yeah, that's right. And it's, I always joke when I step into my trophy room that, you know, it's sort of an Alzheimer's test for me. <laughs> I look around and if, if I can't remember that animal or this animal or one of these animals over here, then I'm, I'm in trouble. So far, so good. There is one animal in this trophy room, however, that I don't even know exactly what it is. I think I, I know what it is, but I'm not 100% sure. And I have no idea how the hell it got into my trophy room. So... I, I don't know. It's one of those, uh, that's my Alzheimer's test, though. I always joke that uh, every one of these is a story, a place, a time, people with me. And if you don't remember that, then you've got bigger problems. Well, I can ID a pretty decent percentage of the animals in the trophy <laughs> room because I've helped make them television stars. Yeah, well, but... we're sitting in my trophy, one of my trophy rooms. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, a lot of these have been on camera and, and uh, tied to books we've done with Director's Cut and things like that. So, yeah, good stuff. Well, it's a lot of memories and uh, you know, a lot of great adventures you've had a chance to be on, Chris. That's what it's all about. Well, thank you for your time, and thanks for joining us this week on Sporting Classics Podcast. This has been Sporting Classics TV Podcast, powered by the Ram 1500, built to serve. Follow Sporting Classics with Chris Dorsey on Instagram and Facebook at Sporting Classics TV.